It's all about a fair go for those who have a go. How good is Australia? Have a go. It's all about a fair go for those who have a go. Get a job. Have a go. To start a business. Start a family to buy a home. Have a go. Have a go. And get a fair go when they have that go. Get a job. Work hard. Work hard. Work hard. It's all about a fair go for those who have a go. This is the best country in the world in which to work hard. Work hard. Welcome to yet another episode of the Have A Go podcast. My name is Dave Edwards, and with me is my podcast host, Dane Eldridge. Dane, good morning to you. How are you? I'm very well, Dave. Thanks for having me on again as we um, take a look at this. You don't have to thank me, mate. You're, you're, a, you're a part of this institution. Oh, I just it's like just a cursory you. introduction that I make. It's more Protocol. just, it's not about the podcast, just being in your presence. Basically. Okay. But uh, yeah, look, let's have a look at Australia. It's a burning garbage pit. Yeah. How can mm. we monetize it? That's 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 always what I'm looking for. Exactly, seeking new revenue streams um, <laughs> out of our destruction, mate. We're going to talk about a topic that you know we like to joke about, but it is pretty good, isn't it? We're talking mm. about Sydney. Yep, yep. Today we joke, but there's a lot. Of, there's truth behind the joke. Hundred percent truth, mate. I got on my bike this morning to the podcast studio. Mm-hmm. I rode through Glebe, through Annandale. Mm-hmm. I actually took a detour through Sydney University, mm. past the Quadrangle, all the beautiful yep. sandstone buildings. Hooked over through Redfern, went past Carriage, Carriage Works building, beautiful arts precinct down there, yep. past the block, yep. rode down Redfern Street, past the strip of cafes, and up yep. into the bowels of Surrey Hills where we are today in the studio. How good is this city? Oh, mate, the dopamine is just surging through my body just hearing you say those names <laughs> and just a little sprinkle of sandstone on top as well. It, yeah. it is the best. Sydney is the best. I mean, we're not biased or anything, but it is the best city in Australia and, and the world. Not possibly or arguably, it is. It's a fact. I mean, yep. former Prime Minister Paul Keating once said, if you're not living in Sydney, you're camping out. That's exactly right. You live outside of Sydney. Are you camping out? I certainly am, and I, I acknowledge that. I mean, it's just a means to an end at the moment. My tent, my three-bedroom house, is just a stepping stone to getting back down here somehow, somewhere. <laughs> In whatever capacity, because I mean, if Keating you, would never have gone camping, and we should say wouldn't want to crumple his Zegner suits. <laughs> That's right. But there's a lot of truth into that statement by there Keating, is. I think. Mm. Um, I mean, Sydney is Australia's only true global city. Yep. I think it's fair to say that. Yeah, that's right. It's the cultural, it's the financial heartbeat of the nation. It is. You know, you've got the, the symbols such as the Harbour Bridge and the Opera House. I mean, yep. what do those symbols mean to you? They mean everything, mate. They mean everything. It's how I identify as an Australian, a Sydney-sider, mm. over being an Australian, not even from Sydney. And I can call myself a Sydney-sider. I mean, it truly is Australia's flagship city, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, I don't see any pictures on stubby holders of the Westgate Bridge no. or Salamander Bay markets or anything. Yeah, you know? And have you ever I mean, heard... It, even yeah. our shitty ones like the Toaster yeah. or Blues Point Tower, yeah. even those are iconic. It is. And they're, they're horrible, but they're fantastic in themselves. I mean, have you ever heard an American say Brisbane? <laughs> I think they say Brisbane. Yeah, because they don't know where it is because it's not Australia. It's not Australia. No. I mean, even like the – look at Bondi. I mean, Bondi, everyone in the world knows Bondi, yeah. don't they? Yeah, of course. British backpackers flock to Bondi. Mm. Even through COVID, they could have left. They stayed. That's right. Because why would you want to go anywhere? Bondi. You exactly. Know, North Bondi, Italian, Ravisi's. Yep. Um, icebergs. Icebergs. All places we'll never go because you can't get into. <laughs> but how good's Bondi? It's pretty good. Yep. And the, even the – you know, it's been internationally accredited, the global – Power City Index, Sydney's 10th in the world, in the list of the world's major cities behind the likes of, you know, Tokyo, Paris, New York City. Hard to compete with those ones, London. Yeah. Yep. But we are 
the big fucking dog in Australia. That's right. We're we? dining at the big table there, aren't we? I mean, they're big cities. You're not going to overtake them. They're insurmountable. But mm. we're up there. We're in the top 10. We're in the conversation. And so we should be. And, you know, we're also the home of billion-dollar tech companies like Atlassian and Canva. Yeah, yeah. And Buddy and Jacinta Franklin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think Melbourne's home to Afterpay, but I'm okay. a bit sceptical on their valuation anyway. Yeah, so they we'll can have that them. one, to yeah, be Yeah, we'll get to them a bit later on. Over the past 150 years, mate, Mm. Uh, Sydney's undergone many changes. So yes. the Sydney that we see today isn't necessarily the Sydney of yesteryear. Yep. Um, off the back of the gold rush, there mm. was a depression. Actually, you might, you know, not be familiar of that of that nineteenth mm. century depression, but that actually mm. led to inner city slums. Yep. In places like Paddington, and Surrey Hills, <laughs> yep. and ultimately, can't say the word Paddington without you laughing. Sorry. Yeah. Um, Paddington and slum in the same sentence, but Completely it was foreign it to was me. actually a slum. It's incredible, um, isn't it? And off the back of World War II, there was obviously an influx of immigrants that tripled Sydney's population. Yep. And the great Australian dream of owning your home in the suburbs, putting that stake in the ground. So Sydney started growing outward. Yes. Didn't it? It certainly did. Further and further away from city. And of course, over time, these inner city slums were gentrified and redeveloped and the process of urban renewal mm. um, turned these areas, like the aforementioned Paddington, yep. into some of the most highly prized pockets of real estate today. So it's interesting to note that mm. history, isn't it? It is, it is. It's funny. I can't even picture in my mind what that kind of Sydney would look like. Mm. We, you know, Paddington, Surrey <laughs> Hills, um, all those areas. You no know. one was going for pre-game beers at the light parade in, <laughs> no. in Paddington before ducking over to a Swans match back then. No, it was just like d- dirty, unwashed criminals picking up a piccolo, <laughs> a $7 piccolo. No one walking around their RMs with a crisp white linen shirt <laughs> and just a jumper draped over their shoulders before a Tars game. You know, that's the kind of um, modesty about really underpinned Sydney, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, those uh, those really mm. humble origins mm. from which we've come, come from. Tough to get a bag back then as well. <laughs> So Darling Harbour actually was the working port for Sydney. So home to wharfies and, and warehouses and factories. It was reborn in the late 20th century as a tourist destination that we know it as today. Yeah, yeah. Developers have obviously started to convert mm. warehouses and factories and fact, you know into elite apartments. Yes, of course. High rises and you know Sydney has changed over time. I mean, Balmain. I used to live in Balmain. Mm. That was a working class wharfie suburb. Yeah. Back in the day, and yep. now the population is almost exclusively comprised of 50 year old women who work in marketing or HR, <laughs> and are usually just struck around while on maternity leave. That's right. And the it's, streets a, it's a real contrast when you go to Balmain and you see the the uh, a throwback to the time of the docks. There's the docks are there <laughs> the and there's Arnott ships factory. coming in. Yep. And then you just look to your left and there's just a group of sneering insular women just yeah. um, with thick rim glasses yeah. looking down on you. <laughs> a blow bar, That's just right. a place to get your hair dried <laughs> pay $80 for the privilege. Yeah, so like Sydney is full of lovely and welcoming people, isn't it? That's what we're known for around the world, that we have some of the nicest people, usually they're looking to sell you a $2 million waterfront property, but Mm. they're lovely nonetheless. (laughs) So obviously, you know, the demographics of Sydney have changed over time, but who can blame people? Yeah. Towards moving towards the jewel of the city, which is the harbour. Oh, of course. It just looks so nice, doesn't it? That it, water, it's so sparkly and glistening and, and very blue compared to some other cities' harbours, which will go unnamed. Well, that's true. I mean, as we all know, what everyone, every Sydney sider likes to talk about is they're flying back in from overseas, which we yep. we all do because we're all rich. Yep. As you come in and the, the plane circles mm. around over the harbour, oh. and even on a rainy day, it just. And you it, just hear the pilot say, we're going to just, yeah, we're going to yeah. take a left. Yeah, we're going to go over 
Sydney Harbour. If you look out your left, the people on the left will be able to see the beautiful, sparkling Sydney Harbour. Yeah. And I just think, how good. I know. That pilot is whistling, isn't he, oh, all the way yeah. through. He's saying, you know, I'm not saying it, but Sydney is better how than everywhere else. So that incredible, sparkling harbour on a sunny day, there's oh. nothing quite like it. I mean, you know, you're talking about the Harbour Bridge, the Opera House. Don't take a photo, though, because um, highly litigious in nature. Yeah. You'll get sued to the back teeth. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, that's Sydney, isn't it? Sydney's brash, it's bold, it's provocative. You know, if Sydney was a bloke, you'd probably think he was a fuckwit. <laughs> but Sydney's very often compared to a woman. And in fact, a lot of Australian cities are, and, and Sydney yep. and Melbourne is usually the, the comparison that's made. You know, Sydney mm. is the beautiful, vacuous blonde, mm. whereas Melbourne's kind of the thinking man's crumpet. Yeah, you know, yeah. artsy and demure, but also fucking really into sport for some reason. Yeah, like, yeah, that's right. Like, we'd, yeah, likes, likes footy, yeah. yeah, but likes reading books. They yeah. just don't go together. Whereas, yeah, Sydney's just like this, you know, busty blonde who's, you know, got a lot of filler in her face, probably yeah. funded by uh, congested traffic tolls. Yeah. <laughs> She's definitely an Instagram influencer with like 950,000 followers. Yeah, that's right. While Melbourne's just like a, you know, a Twitter darling with 22K followers. Yeah, that's right. Who just regularly appears on the drum. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, Sydney's Samantha Armitage and Melbourne is Virginia Trioli. I don't think I could sum it up better. Yeah. So Sydney does, speaking of those personalities, I mean, Sydney has some very big personalities. Yes. Uh, Alan Jones. Mm. I mean, Alan Jones, so influential that he started a race riot in Cronulla. <laughs> he did. Probably his magnum opus, to be honest, uh, among his listenership. Um, but I, mi- I miss the Sydney radio wars. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I never really, like, listened to any of these shows, but I just like no. reading about ratings wars. Yeah, well, I mean, like, I probably went off when John Laws moved into his 120s. Yeah. He's still broadcasting now on some backwater station somewhere, but it's pretty much now just Kyle Sanderlands and the rest. Yeah, like Ben Fordham. Now, yeah. It's not, it's not the same, is it? No, there's, no, there's not no. enough incitement amongst no. those guys. Yeah. Um, Peter Fitzsimons as well, I'm just thinking of Sydney icons. Like yeah. I read, you know, recently in in the Australian a bit about Peter Fitzsimons's annual New Year's Eve party, mm. where he invites some of the you know the Sydney elites to his new North Sydney house with you know 180 degree views of the harbour and. You know, guests include ex-wallabies and, you know, yep. liberal, yeah. small-L liberal politicians. Yeah, heavy hitters from the finance car yeah. sector. Wasn't that a story just dripping with oh. Emerald Emerald City references? I don't think... I if think you, Jeffrey Rush was there, Kate Blanchett probably. Yeah, all those people. Um, oh. Andrew Upton, head of the... Yep. Uh, yeah, husband of Kate Blanchett and head of the City Theatre Company. Of Malcolm course. and Lucy must have been there. But, I mean, that's Sydney in a nutshell, isn't it, mate? I mean, it's um, it's elitism that you're not allowed into. Yeah. And that's You don't only like get it. to read about it once a week in private Sydney and Sydney Morning Herald. <laughs> that's right. And, and and it was so small L liberal that, it, that, that Peter actually had a fight with Stan Grant. Yeah. And I thought we've, uh, we're through the looking glass now, people. So that's that's Sydney. I mean, there's a number of other icons we could go on about. I mean, Peter Philandes, yep. the NRL. Yep. Um, Ruby you know, Princess. The swans, just the swans in yeah. general, just standing for inclusivity and progressivism. Yeah, I think they're um, they're uh, yeah, yeah, doing the, the virtue signalling before flags these days. Yeah. Yeah. And even like, you know, even our crime is better. I mean, Melbourne bangs on about their crime a lot. And, yeah. You know, the underbelly, they've been monetising the yeah. underbelly for yeah. years. I mean... But I think Sydney's got some pretty good crime. I know whenever I'm driving down Baron Joey Road, I always just think of, you know, all the Northern Beaches true crime documentaries I've seen <laughs> <Yeah>. recently. 
Kelly Lane, you know, the teacher's pet, all yeah. that kind of stuff. There's actually a career in it, really, yeah. if you think about it. Like, it's probably a career pathway these days. And also, as well, you pick up the Daily Telegraph any day of the week, and the first three pages are just bikies that yeah. have been arrested. And they look fantastic outside of courts. Even, like, our white-collar criminals are better. Yeah. Like, that Melissa Caddick story yeah. that came out, that was a real Sydney story, wasn't it? Was. it? Defrauded investors and Dover Heights mansions. Yeah, and, oh. all, and just feet washing up on shores. Mm. I think it was at Cronulla Beach as well. Don't correct me <laughs> yeah. if I'm wrong, but it's just fantastic, wasn't it? It was all Sydney. Just a bit of Sydney in that, isn't yeah. there? Have a go. Looking for a job and don't know where to start? At bleak.com, we're the experts in false hope. Over 150,000 new jobs are posted on our website each week, and some of them are even real. Our algorithm is specifically designed to spit out completely unrelated jobs to the one you're searching for. 87% of the time, the job you're applying for has already been filled, with those companies simply adhering to a legal requirement the position be advertised publicly. We'll send you a demoralising automated email to let you know that 2,400 other people applied for the one you just sent off. Honestly, you'd be better off walking into the building and asking the boss for a job, just like your grandpa did before going on to work for that same company for the next 50 years of his life. Except you can't even do that because we're in the middle of a fucking pandemic. Bleak.com. Because if you're on our website, you're fucking cooked. Sydney, nights are warm, proper beaches, Bondi brawn, a nightlife thrives even without pubs, it's just underworlds and rub and tugs. Fat cats, the gap in every car, an e-tag, and no one goes west of Annandale. A crisp Chardonnay and a platter of cheese, it's better to die in right than live at home for East. Better to have capital gains than good coffee. Oh, the powder and the fashion. Oh, the white collar crime. Oh, the powder and the fashion. Sometimes you've got to take the biggest line. It's all about a fair go for those who have a go. How to sign off. Well, 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 well. And not the way it was, as has been suggested, suggested, but for the last time, time, the way it is. This Friday, the 29th of November, this is Brian, Brian Henderson, sad Brian Henderson, saying, not good night this time, but good, good, goodbye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Dane, we're welcoming back to the podcast, uh, friend of the show, uh, social commentator and comedian Luke Heggie. Mate, yeah. welcome. Oh, thanks very much welcome. for having me back. Appreciate it. This week we've been talking about Sydney. We're going to shift gears momentarily and talk about Sydney's biggest rival, Melbourne, Melburnians. You're a stand-up. Yes. Um, you do comedy in a live format and you've um, spent a lot of time down there in Melbourne. Any, any kind of experiences or thoughts or feelings on the people of Melbourne at your shows? Well, I mean, you know, the, I quite like the joint. It's nice and everything. And uh, as they say, they're the yeah, they're self-professed champions of Australia, Melbourne, mm. and um, just really progressive and, and yeah. the sort of European feel of the CBD that they brag about all the time. I mean, fuck. Having said that, there's no other city in Australia that's got literally in the middle as its centre point, a big W. Yeah. But um, <laughs> yeah. there they are. It's just like the continent. Just yeah. like in Paris, there's a big W. You know? Yeah. 
Warsaw, big W. Rome, yeah. big W. Right in the middle. They build their cities around big Ws. They do, don't they? But, um, yeah, nothing I like better than, than to go there. I go there every year for a few weeks and uh, then steer clear of the joint for the rest of the year. But um, it's nice and everything, but they are a bit special, aren't they? Some might say clean up your own fucking backyard because they're quite quite adamant to tell me what to fucking say and what not to say. Right. And yet their city's still quite violent. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's no utopia. No, no. There's oh. a hell of a lot of gun crime from what I say. It's glamorous gun crime, but it's gun crime nonetheless. <laughs> Very well-dressed gunmen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pearl handles. That's yeah. right. That Jack sort of London thing. coats. Yeah. <laughs> Looking fucking top. <laughs> Polished lugers. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, you know, they, they bag out other cities for not being progressive enough and all the rest of it. But I don't recall ever seeing a car drive down the fucking footpath. In Sydney. <laughs> but I might not have been listening to the news that day. I don't know. Yeah. That'd be the sort of thing I'd sort out before approaching a low-level comedian and telling him not to <laughs> trivialise mental illness or whatever the fuck they're upset about. Yeah, right. So do, do you have a specific um, uh, event that occurred that's caused you to shake no, no, your opinion just... on Melbourne or is it just a series of small things like you just walk down the street and people just stopping you and telling you <laughs> how to think or did one actual thing happen? Oh, many, like each year, worse and worse, it's yep. been uh, people voting with their feet, getting up in my show, just being the change that the world needs. I love when people Buying, do that. Yeah, just yeah. yelling yep. something and walking out and then going home. And, you know, there's a time and a place for it. Mostly the internet, 2am, mm. is where you should voice your fucking concerns yep. about what a comedian has said or not said. So what are the kind of issues that are triggering these, these Melburnians most? Um, the content that gets them. Well, I'm not sort of promoting anything. I'm just mm. just there for a laugh. I don't I don't trade on likability. They fucking love that, and they also and livability. Love, oh, the livable city. Livable. Yeah, they, they, most of them say that on their way into your show. They go, you know, this most livable city, voted ten years out of eleven or something. They actually make you say it before the show, like a welcome <laughs> yeah. to country. It yeah. is pretty much. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's lovely to be back <laughs> in the most livable city. Who's voting on these fucking livability indexes? It's not people that have actually spent time oh, living in the city. Sounds like a bloody labour branch stacking fucking thing, doesn't it? Like, it's definitely got to be like a hometown rot. Because, oh, yeah. I mean, you can't yeah. win it that often. Nah, no. absolutely not. No. no. Plus, is it that livable? It is stinking fucking hot in summer. Well, it's got a big W, w in the people city People talk centre. about it. Yeah, well, big W is a big draw card if you yeah. need a pair of KT26s <laughs> straight to the city centre and get them. And I have. Coffee must be on the livability index as well. Uh, must be high up there. Hang on about their fucking coffee, don't they? But it's not like the actual coffee's from fucking Ethiopia or South America or some yeah. shit. Like it's not yeah. it's not a rare mineral that's exclusive no. to Melbourne. And harvested by children, I imagine. So yeah, fucking get that you up here, Melbourne. Yeah, so How's... what do they actually do down there between the, you know, bringing in the coffee and that at some point well, it it's gets the touched by Melbourne and then it's like the it's, best coffee in the world? They're bragging about their baristas. Okay. It's All the right. art of making yeah. a coffee that they're talking about, the service. Okay. And I'm also really sceptical when people say it's the best coffee in the world. Like, I mean, have you drunk at every friggin' cafe down there mm. or, you know, have you just gone to one little bolt hole in Collins Street and, oh, yeah, I had a piccolo and it was great. Yeah. And so it's the best in the world. You know, I want to see something from like the ABS or something oh. or it. Sauce. Pe- pe- I, I don't. I don't need these just stupid anecdotal. Yeah, yeah. Bullshit. You know what I mean? Like, you know, sweeping statements, especially about coffee. Mm. Yeah, it's an opinion piece. The, yeah, whole, yeah. the, the whole industry. It's yeah. an opinion piece. Yeah, I want facts. People are facts. fuckheads about coffee, aren't they? Oh, I mean, no. what a what a time to be alive that you can you can literally. I know, but everyone bangs on about how people are wankers about coffee, but it's yeah. fucking true. Well, on the way Awful. in here this morning, I actually 
got coffee for Edo's and I got servo coffee. Who cares? <laughs> you got me a 500 mil coffee cup. Mm, which like is actually fucking... just mother. It's just a can of mother, really. Yeah. But yeah. But... Surely that's better. Yeah. Like the yeah. bigger, the bigger. I don't know why it's got a lightning bolt on it, but <laughs> fuck, it tastes good. <laughs> 25% extra. Surely that's better than a piccolo. Of course. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's like less is more. When, why is that a thing? Bullshit. Give me fucking a litre of coffee Absolutely. over yeah. like five millilitres of bullshit. Yeah, yeah exactly. You don't yeah. see big coffees in Melbourne. No, I want the laxative effect. Okay, yeah. if I'm not getting the laxative effect, it's not right. Yeah. Then that, that's not your best coffee. Mm. <laughs> I, I mean, come from the central coast and I'm speaking like a bloody coffee connoisseur. <laughs> <laughs> I need to perk up. Do we have any other grievances about... Melbourne, Victoria. Well, I mean, yeah, they're, they're sort of, they love morning radio down there. Do, don't which they? is perplexing because surely that's not progressive, listening to a footballer and a footballer's wife just mm. fucking yelling. That's, that's usually the lineup, isn't it? An ex footballer, an ex reality TV show yeah. host. Which must gall contestant. actual journalists mm. who've gone through the ranks. I thought mm. it was just John Fain across every, like, Channel. Well, he's not commercial. He's not commercial. Oh, yeah. Well, he's ABC, isn't he? John Fain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's what Melbourne would like everyone to think is that we all just listen to John Fain. That's all we listen to. Is he he a likeable larrikin, John Fain? I've never listened. I think he's quite outspoken for the national broadcaster, but yeah, I think he toes the line. Okay. <laughs> Three blokes that have never listened to a single broadcaster <laughs> I, broadcast by this bloke. Yeah, I, do, I mean, even the name broadcaster yeah. sends a shiver up my spine because I think Alan Jones, John Laws, well, the big, the big dogs, the big, the Ben big Fordham, films. Ben Fordham, he's yeah. the new Alan Jones. That's right. He? If you haven't yeah. incited a race right, can you call yourself a broadcaster? I, I mean, wouldn't. that's what I always say. <laughs> I wouldn't think so. You don't even qualify to be on the ratings. I mm. don't think unless you've done that. But um, yeah, I, they've got some strange dichotomies in Melbourne. Yeah. Like the fucking their love of commercial radio is perplexing because you know they, they love knitting shit around trees as well. Mm. So, what's well, they're socialists. They hate capitalism, and there's nothing more capitalist than commercial radio. Oh, the promotion should... of brands integrated within segments. Yeah, and also like when Trump banned the Muslims from coming into the US, I just wanted to hear what Brownie had to say about it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they do love socialism down. You should hear their comedians. They are. I mean, I love socialism. Uh, socialism, sorry, as, as much as great the, in theory, as much as the next comedian. Great in theory, yeah. It's fucking good for business to say that you like socialism. It yeah. brings people in the door, yeah. and that, uh, and then you can just start saying stuff. Like, but they're, <laughs> they're ones. They're all trading on likability and livability, likability, yeah. livability, likability. Put on a blazer, yeah, and uh, just start laughing at yourself. That sort of thing. That'll that'll get you by. In Melbourne, you know, edginess. The edginess of a clean-cut man with a fucking fashion hair yeah, from the telly talking about how we all should be better people. That is comedy. Yeah. And that's what you need to do in right. Melbourne, the progressive, edgy city. I think we've uh, wrapped it up nicely. Yeah, there. glad we sorted that out. Yeah. yeah. Fucking... <laughs> Got my scarf and my Jack London coat I've got a footy game to go to Footy's on, footy's here again Fuck me, does this ever end? That's the thing about what I don't like about Yeah, that's the thing about The thing about football
client outside the ground He asked me who I think's gonna win I just moved here and I don't have a team Instead I lie and say go the Hawks Within this crowd I feel out of place I'm fearful, I'm fearful of a race riot Six months in and I'm brainwashed now I'll catch a tram to my favourite ground Use my legs, use my voice Make some noise, boo Adam Goods And that's what football means to me Don't give a fuck about rugby league now Yeah, that's a thing about It's what I like about Yeah, that's a thing about The thing about football about a fair go for those who have a go. Doing a combined arts law degree. Law degree. I especially enjoyed medieval history. It added the next chapter to my studies of ancient history at school and left me with a lifelong interest in the history of medieval Spain in the time of El Cid. Work hard, work hard. Mate, we've spent a lot of time talking Sydney up on this episode, as is our want. Yep. We're big fans of the city. But there's some people out there that say that Sydney is in a bit of trouble. It's a bit overrated. Mm. Maybe it's on the fritz. Maybe it does actually extend west past Annandale. Who who would have thought that? That's weird. Yeah. But, you know, there's challenges. So let's go through some of those challenges to Sydney. Maybe we can suggest some quick fixes because they have to be quick fixes. They do. They need to be done overnight, basically, because Sydney siders want things yesterday. Because actually Sydney's going to hit 8 million by 2050. That's right. So we need to sort this out quick stick. So one of the biggest challenges to Sydney, and this is no surprise to anyone listening, is probably house prices, general unaffordability, just general cost of living. Yeah. Yeah. So the cost of living for a family of four is around 5,100 per month, not including rent, not including mortgage. Wow. Outgoings. Yep. I mean- how do we fix that? That's a lot of cash mm. going out every month. Yeah. Wages aren't going up. Yeah, yeah. That's They're a kind tough of stagnating. One. Yep. So we got to sort this out. How do we ensure that Sydney uh, survives going forward and that we can all enjoy the fruits of this beautiful city? All city siders should have access to their birthright of regular acai bowls. Mm. And we're not going to take that away from any Sydney cider. I no. Mean, it's a humanitarian right, to be honest. Uh, but the problem is, is Sydney is costly because it's good. Yeah. The it's acai all... bowl index is out, out of control. It is, isn't it? I, mean, I remember getting acai bowls for eight bucks and they're going for 20 at least now. I oh, know. And, and the fruitologist up in Roselle, which is where I <laughs> usually get my acai bowls. Yeah, okay, cool. I'll have to come down for one one time. I've never actually had one, don't even know what no. it is. You had to actually ask me how to pronounce it. I did. But yeah, okay. So cost of living is out of control. Yep. Housing is out of control. Okay. I mean, well, the other day I was just taking a leisurely stroll through Randwick and I just walked through a spider web <laughs> and a real estate agent just came out and said, mate, that's 450 grand that yep. you just walked through right there. You know what I mean? <laughs> that's worth more than my home up in Gosford. So yep. I think what we need to do is somehow take the pressure out of the city. Okay. So there's a lot okay. of people here. There's too much demand. It's driving up the prices. Yep. So we just need to get people back out into the suburbs. Okay. okay? Now, you know, the working class suburbs, they get a bad rap. No one wants to go there. If you live there, you're an outcast. Yep. We need to somehow pump that up. You know what I mean? So, oh, so you need to rebrand some of the crime-ridden, less desirable areas of Sydney to encourage people to move into those areas. That's right. Yeah. So and look, I'm not going to profess to know what to do right now, but I'm just saying, is there some way that we can make it attractive, uh, look attractive to have long train rides and crossfire? 
Oh, so you, well, yeah, okay. So maybe you could think of ways to make the train experience more enjoyable. Yeah. So yeah. do you think just bars on trains? Yeah, maybe that. Yeah. Or yeah. toilets? Yeah, something like that. <laughs> toilets. Yeah. Going with a bag. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. So that's the only way that that's the proposal I'd put on Gladys's desk. Um okay. it's out of my hands. Like I I'm not the I'm not the brains of this yeah. operation, but we just need so to So you make... might get some feedback within four to five years on that. That's right. Having yeah. submitted that last week. Yeah, okay. What about you, mate? Uh, mate, well, one thing about Sydney is it has got a lot of waterfront. Yep. So maybe I was thinking we could set up some houseboats, it's kind of like in like inner London, where yep. a lot of the young people have faced you know affordability affordability challenges similar to Sydney, and they're yep. moving into these kind of hipster houseboats. Yep. You know, in, in in around the canals. Yeah. Okay. So maybe that could be a, one way of dealing with it. Just move everyone into the water. Yeah. I mean, you, obviously mm. there'd be downfalls to that. I mean, you'd have to pay for your water license, which is probably yep. about four hundred k a year <laughs> in Sydney. So we might have to work on that. But yep. just moving people into the water. Yeah. Could the problem be an with that, though, you can't. There's no tolls on water, so I don't know if um, <laughs> Sydney would go for that. But I'd be happy to try and fit my family of four into a gondola. Yeah. yeah I think that. Yeah. Just to get into Sydney. Okay. Yeah. All right. So. That's one. So planning is another one. Mm. Sydney's always been accused of being a poorly planned city, particularly yeah. when you contrast it with Melbourne, which is always being lauded for its grid formation. Mm. Um, always fucking banging on about their grid, aren't they? Mm. It's very unimaginative though, isn't it? I mean, stop talking about, like, what would you have done with the joint? Sydney's different. Yeah, that's Geographically, right. it's hilly. It's got water everywhere. We were busy with other stuff. Yeah, just because you wanted a lot of back alleys for coffee places. That's that's your right. We weren't we thinking about that, that back then. We that's were just right. trying to get on with business. Exactly. How would you fix Sydney? How would we make it more accessible, um, more West Connex tunnels, perhaps? Yeah, oh, definitely. Yeah, I was thinking that, or you know, whatever it is, it's going to be some kind of costly, time inefficient uh, mm. subcommittee that's going to need to have a look at it. Probably yep. chaired by Lucy Turnbull or Lendlease. Yeah, I'd say. But we need to just get in there and um, work out what it is that um, that we can do to kind of reshape the city. So I'd just say bollards. Bollards. Yep, yeah, yeah, yeah. I like the idea of just a completely underground city. Yeah, because the West Connex. I don't know where that's ending. I feel like every time I look at the the map, yeah, um, the road map, there's a new tunnel being put in there. Yeah, they're just yeah. slipping them in there. Have you looked? It? it looks like a fucking spaghetti. Yeah, dish. it does. It looks. It's. It looks a little dangerous. I mean, is it a sinkhole waiting to happen? I think it might be. Yeah. Okay. That's right. I trust um, Transurban. So we've got plenty of sandstone, so we can shore it up with that. Yeah. Uh, okay. So that's planning. So we can sort that. Uh, they're probably the other big. Uh, threat to Sydney, and mm. this is probably more of a systemic threat, mm. is AFL. <laughs> yes. So obviously the AFL has made a move into Sydney. Yep. They did it back in the 80s with South Melbourne, moving them into Sydney, moving into the Sydney market, and that's been they a did. wonderful success. It has. And you know GWS, the Greater Western Sydney team, has also been put up there. And mm. I actually read a quite troubling article the other day about uh, trends in terms of participation among youths mm. in AFL at mm. the detriment of rugby. Wow. I mean, rugby is core to Sydney mm. and rugby league as well. Yep. And, and AFL is a traditionally Melbourne pursuit. Yep. Do you think that, well, that Sydney's culture is suffering as a result of the the increase in, in, in AFL worship? Yeah, definitely. I mean, you read the Daily Telegraph, as we all do, and they'll tell you that we're under attack um, yeah. from the Australia's version of the USSR, which is the <laughs> AFL. I mean, look, they're, I mean, they're, they're not the, the, the AFL is not the unconquerable beast that it once was. Mm. I mean, it's now under merciless attack from P- Peter Volandis, who, yep. who we all love. 
but they still have a lot of uh, political capital. You know, they've got yeah. Buddy Franklin, they've got Auskick, they've got some oomph in Canberra. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And we, we, really, um, we really need to attack that. Um, how we do that, I'm not too sure. I mean, look, um, Peter, Ver- Peter Volandes is probably the person that I would instill all of the, the entire operation in, I'd say. Right. I mean, he showed the way forth uh, with the COVID restart. You know, for the first time ever, Rugby League showed AFL how it was done, then with concussion protocol. So mm. basically all we just need Peter to do is just corruptly smuggle in an au pair, and I think he's pretty yep. much blanked Gil. <laughs> yeah. You mentioned Auskick before. I mean, Auskick fucking weaseled its way into Sydney, didn't it? <laughs> didn't it ever? It really was a it was, you know, similar to the Dolomite, you know, yeah. the Commonwealth Bank's Dolomite uh, yeah. situation. Yeah. But- like I just opened my car the other day and there's just a branded backpack in there. Auskick. Yeah. I don't know how the fuck it got <laughs> yeah. there. Yeah. Don't know how they did it. Yeah. But you know, those I think it's because the yellow balls are so attractive to kids. Yeah. <laughs> Can we just stop the balls being yellow? Yeah, I think Maybe so. that would help. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Otherwise all our kids are going to be booing Adam Goods. And also just like yeah. the like the AFL body shape, the men are more attractive too. And also the sleeveless nature of the Guernsey. Yeah. Like can we just ban the word Guernsey as well? Yeah. Like, I, think I feel so. like all this mission creep of AFL into Sydney. Yeah. And I know we're fucked when I hear you if I ever hear you start using the term flog. Yeah, yeah, that's when you be. know. So anyway, so what we need to do is just put all our faith into Peter Volandis and, and, and other portly men from racing backgrounds. I think that's the only way we're going to take on the AFL. So let's get some more colourful racing identities in power. You know, blokes who know the industry, maybe someone like uh, brothel magnate Eddie Hayson. It's all about a fair go for those who have a go. This is the best have country in the world in which to work hard. Work hard. Yes. Yes.